Hi, I'm Pastor Corey, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that path. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Our scripture lesson this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. If you'd like to follow along in your pew Bible, that'll be pages 47 and 48. We invite you to turn in your personal or on your mobile device to Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. Here now, God's word. But in those days, after that suffering... The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the power in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about the day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at the cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God, indeed. Good morning, church. I'm Adam C., lead pastor here at Orange. I thank you for being a part of this time as we worship together, whether those of you that have joined here in person or those that are joining us online. Thank you. Let's go to God once again in prayer. Oh, God of grace and mercy, we come into this place today, preparing our hearts, preparing our minds, Preparing for this season, this season that is upon us. This season when we look back to the birth of Christ, this season where we look to the present of how God is with us, Emmanuel, and preparing for the return. May your Holy Spirit allow us to keep alert, to keep awake during this time. We thank you for your holy word as it has been read and now as it is to be proclaimed by the power of your Holy Spirit. Would you transform the words that proceed from my mouth and as they fall upon our ears and penetrate our hearts, may they be changed into the word of God that we need to hear today as individuals and collectively as one body. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Can you believe that today is December the 3rd, 2023? I I can't believe that we're already into December. It seems like it was just August 
and I blinked, and now Christmas is all around us. I don't know where the time went. And this week in particular, it has felt like the chaos, the busyness of the season has fully been present in my life. I know each day, as Jennifer and I begin our day, we begin by walking our dog, and having been away the week before, Thanksgiving, we, the week of Thanksgiving, we had gone to Delaware. Now, some of you might say Delaware, but it was, we were in Delaware for uh, Thanksgiving. One of her sisters has a place there, and so the family gathered and congregated there for spend Thanksgiving. And so it was nice to be away and relaxed. And then jumping back into it as we got back last Saturday night and running, it felt like every day as we would go and walk the dog, we start our dog early in the morning and by getting up at six o'clock and walking the dog for two miles. And we try to start the day, I've been trying in this season of gratitude to start the day with things that I'm grateful for. And sometimes I'm just grateful that we got out of bed that day. Uh, this week, there was a couple of days in particular, I was very grateful for extra heavy coats as it was very cold in three days <coughs> This week, but after we spend this time of gratitude, we start trying to talk through our our schedule for that day. Well, what all do you have on your plate today? Do you have something going on this evening? And it just seems like as we go through this two mile walk, sometimes we'll get back to the house and we haven't quite finished summarizing all the things that we anticipate that day. It just feels so chaotic and so rushed. And I don't know about you, I'm tired. <laughs> this week in particular, I just feel that. I'm tired. And, and in fact, that weariness has its ways of presenting itself. In the evening, once we finally have finished everything on our plates, setting down to watch TV and try to, to relax a little bit. And we were streaming something the other night on TV, and, and Jennifer noticed that I was getting very relaxed, you might could say. As I'm reclined back, she looks over and she sees that maybe I'm praying. Maybe that's why my eyes were closed. She says, "Hun, I, I know what was being said. I, I didn't miss anything. I'm fine. I, was not, I, I didn't miss anything. I was awake. But then as we continued to watch, I'd get a little more relaxed. She might see my head bend over a little bit. and, Hun, go to bed. I'm awake. I can tell you exactly what they just said, and I try to recount exactly what had just been said. I thought I was awake, and so on and so on it went. And finally, we got to the end of the show, and it truly was time to go to bed at that point. And, and I realized I knew a little bit about what had started. I knew a little bit about in the middle when she woke me up. I knew a little bit later, but it, I recognized whatever that show was, I was going to have to watch it all over again. I had little bits and pieces, but I didn't have the whole story because I couldn't stay, stay awake. I couldn't keep alert. I tried. I thought I was, but I was only getting bits and pieces. And so here we are in this season where the scripture that Pastor Corey read, boy, that made you think about Christmas, didn't it? <laughs> As she was reading this passage of scripture from the gospel of Mark about warning us about staying awake and giving these fantastical images. The moon will quit casting its light. The stars will fall from the sky. The elect will be gathered from all the four corners. <coughs> I mean, these images Jesus is giving to just some of his small disciples. I mean, feels definitely like the first Sunday of Advent, right? <laughs> The candle of hope. Thank you, Jan and Jim. That season of hope, it, it's hard for us sometimes to, to feel that hope 
when we think about this kind of scripture, especially on the first Sunday of Advent. But in this time, we're being reminded to keep awake. Now, in the season of Advent, originally the color, liturgical color for the season of Advent is exactly what I'm wearing right now, the color of purple. It seems like there's a number, another time during the Christian year that we would use the color purple in our worship. Anybody? Does that ring a bell for anybody? Easter. Lent. Lent. Preparing for Easter. That's right. Lent is that time because it's a, time, a color of, it's quite somber. Lent and even Advent are times of fasting or originally were times of fasting repentance and waiting. It's not about just the Christmas carols and the tinsel and everything beautiful all around us. It's this original time where we look back that Christ came. We recognize how God is with us now, but we look towards that promised return. And so we begin the season of Advent as the season of hope, looking to the hope candle. And this passage of scripture that she read just a few moments ago is a lot of times called, referred to as a little apocalypse. Now in the scriptures, there's different types of literature and one type of literature is known as apocalyptic literature. And it's very fantastic, has big, bold images. You can think not just this here, but there's, there's another book. I bet it's going to reveal itself to you. Yeah. If you what, 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 what is that other book? Revelation. Revelation. That, it was on the tip of my tongue, wasn't it? There, there's a passage in the book of Daniel that is apocalyptic. I mean, these images are written in such big, bold visuals and tell these stories, these fantastic stories. I mean, they're... They're tremendous. And in this scripture here, we have an apocalyptic passage as Jesus is talking to his, just a small group of his disciples. He's giving these images that he's saying, you know what? No one knows the hour or the day. No one. He's talking about this kind of time that we're in. The Advent is about the coming revelation of God into the world and into our lives anew. World. And so we have these kind of passages, such as this one here that Jesus read. We have those passages from Daniel, and we have the book of Revelation. These passages are written during times that are full of crisis. These are passages, these are books and type of literature that are written in the midst of times of such hardship. I mean, apocalyptic literature speaks into despair, using imagery that a change is going to come. Change that hopefully will lead to the end of the world. Some people think of apocalypse literature as saying it's the end of the world. No, it's the end of the world as we know it, and we'll be fine. We believe that this literature is pointing to hardships, but God is still in the business of redemption. And so the gospel according to Mark was written. It was written during a time where people were experiencing such hardship. They were experiencing crisis, and they were in desperate need for a change. The gospel was written during this time recognizing the destruction of the Jerusalem. It was written during a time that there was already persecution that was taking place. There was great combat taking place all around them. And they were longing for hope. They were longing for a change to take place right there in their midst. 
in the face of all the destruction and devastation, Jesus is giving them these words. There, Mark is writing those words that Jesus had told from before. Words that would bring hope. Four times during this passage of scripture, Jesus tells the small group of disciples to stay awake and alert during the time of destruction and chaos. They're told to stay awake, to look for the signs of Jesus. Jesus in breaking into the world. To stay awake, to see the whole story as it unfolds. Jesus is warning them to not be found asleep. There's this caution about being complacent or cynical in the world today. We are today being reminded as well not to become complacent, not to become cynical. To stay alert and to stay awake. Because in spite of all the devastation and destruction and chaos in the world around us, in spite of all the ways that we may get find ourselves running around without stopping, Jesus is still God with us. We are called to keep awake. To not get so focused always on the destruction and devastation around us. And it's hard because when I watch the news and I hear about the war in Ukraine, I see the devastation in Israel and Gaza, and I hear about the hardships all around us. It's hard to be a person that looks to hope. When I see right here in our own community, not far away, in a high school in Raleigh where a child was killed by another, I, it's hard to not be focused on the devastation. It's hard to not become cynical. It's hard in these kind of times. But I believe in the word of God that tells us to keep alert, keep awake, to be on the alert, to see the ways that Jesus is showing up. See the ways that Jesus is God with us. See the ways that he is reigning even today. On this Sunday, First Sunday of Advent, the Sunday of hope. Where have we seen those signs of the inbreaking of Jesus? Where have we seen those moments, those reminders that he is the God with us? That in spite of the chaos, in spite of the devastation, that God still reigns. I tell you what, I've seen it right here at this church. That angel tree that is in the fellowship hall that now has no more ornaments on it. Those ornaments were made up because we as a church have partnered with Prison Fellowship and the Angel Tree Ministry. And so each one of those decorations that were placed on that tree in the fellowship hall comprised of a name of a child whose parent is incarcerated. And they wrote down the things that they wanted. Pastor Corey addressed this the other week in her sermon when she talked about so many wanting just a coat. But seeing as the few weeks have gone by since that angel tree has gone up and to see now that the last two remaining that were there earlier this morning are gone. I see Jesus in that. In the midst of their hardship, you are being the body of Christ to these people who are in such a time of need. I see Jesus showing up in that. You know what? I saw Jesus showing up when we had people coming together to put decorations on this tree so that when you came in this Sunday morning, you would feel the presence of Christ and recognize the season that we are in. And look, I'm terrified of heights. 
But seeing Billy Sewell getting up on top to, to decorate, Janet Rupert climbing the ladder to help decorate in there. I mean, to see the people coming together to make this happen, I saw Jesus showing up. I saw Jesus showing up in the midst of that. I saw Jesus showing up this week through this church when our outreach team provided bread, jam, and peanut butter to the three homeless shelters in our community on some of the coldest nights of the year so far, of, of late. I saw Jesus showing up, recognizing that we were going to meet a need when that need was present. In spite of the chaos, in spite of the devastation, Christ still showed up. I see Jesus showing up today. For in spite of all the other things we could be, today we come together. We come to the table to be the living body of Christ. Friends, don't fall asleep. Don't become complacent. Stay awake. Stay alert. Look for the signs that Jesus promised. Look for his return. And let us be those people of hope. Let us pray. Lord, it is difficult at times for us to be those people of hope. But we know that you are who you say you are. And just as Christ has come before, just as Christ is Emmanuel with us now, we know that Christ will return. So allow us to be those people of hope who look for that promised return. May we see those ways in our everyday lives, Lord, that you show up. God, we pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.